0: Any slides because I'm lazy. <laughs> um, so today I'm going to be talking about feminism as a form of self help. Uh, a lot of self help, particularly the kind that boomed in the 60s and 70s, revolved around the concept of self actualization, uh, which is the idea that a person can achieve their full potential by first satisfying their psychological needs. There's a concept nestled inside a lot of self help books that individuals should prioritise their needs above all others. And this is basically fueled by the idea that if we could all just look after ourselves and our own needs and do everything we can to make ourselves happy, the world will be a better place. Um, okay, back to me. Uh, I'm a member of Generation Z, so we can't go for more than a few minutes without talking about ourselves. Um, <laughs> I spent seven years of my life unable to leave the house. For three of those, I was living with a chronic pain pain syndrome uh, that destroyed my social life, my academic prospects and any sense of self that I once had. Um, Once I'd physically been cured, I found that my brain had essentially gone to shit. Um, I had a panic attack every time I left the house uh, and I pretty much thought that the rest of my life was gonna be me in my bed with my cat crying. Um, I read a lot of self-help books in this time, like a worrying amount of self-help books, um, and none of them worked. I couldn't find a way for any of it to sink in. Uh, It just sat there on top of my brain. During this time of self-help mania, uh, I would write myself a to-do list every night before I fell asleep of the things I should do the next day to be self-actualized. Um, at the time, even the act of getting dressed sent me into a state of adrenaline-fueled panic. So the list would always begin with wake up, get out of bed, brush teeth, breathe, put on clothes, deodorant. Um, after this, the list would be made up of a variety of activities of se- that the self-help books had promised me would make me feel better. Meditate, yoga, mood board, visualise your future... I made all the mood boards, I formulated all the mantras. One night, I even burnt everything in my house that reminded me of my past. None of it helped, none of it made me feel any better, and my mum is still really angry about the fire. (laughs) Um, After a long time of wondering why no amount of meditation or self-actualization could pull me out of this deep, dark hole, I realised that the problem was I didn't want to get better for myself. My self-worth was so low, so abysmally low, that the idea of getting better for Scarlett Curtis's sake just didn't seem appealing anymore. And then after years of therapy and yoga and massage and crystals and acupuncture and self-help book after self-help book, I discovered this one self-help book that changed my entire life. Um, It was called Women, Race, and Class, and it was by Angela Davis, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't a self-help book. Um, You see, regardless of what my therapist had said, all my other self-help books had said, I wasn't interested in myself. I wasn't interested in getting better for me, and I wasn't really that interested in being alive anymore. But then I found this thing called feminism, and I was really interested in that, and it made me want to get better it made me want to get better so I could be a part of this thing, this collective thing, this movement that didn't really have anything to do with me, that didn't really care all that much about middle-class white girls, um, but was all about joining together with all the other people on this planet to make our world a better place for women and men. And suddenly, out of the blue, I had something to get better for. I had something to fight for. Uh, And it wasn't my life and it wasn't my brain or my sense of self. It was a collective self that I could join. And for the first time in seven years, I felt like I was a part of something that wasn't just me in my bed with my cat. Suddenly, I was conquering my fears, fears I never, ever thought I would get over and fears that I worked to overcome in therapy for years and years. I moved to New York and after seven years of breaking out into a cold sweat, every time I had a conversation with someone who wasn't in my family, I joined an activist collective in a living room in Harlem and I actually made friends, real friends. Me, a girl who was deathly afraid of crowds and public transport, took a seven-hour bus from New York to DC for the Women's March and felt my body pressed up against the thousands of other women who were demanding change. I read and I read and I studied and I learned and I revised everything I had ever known about the true meaning of privilege and equality and liberation. I moved back to London and I met my best friend because we both cared about the same politics and together, along with the weight of thousands of other young girls across the UK, we've managed to be a part of movements to change two laws in Britain to make the world a better place for women. I finally feel like I'm a part of something. I'm a small part of something huge and historical. I'm part of something and it's given me friends and enemies and a better understanding of my place in this world than I ever dreamed of having. Feminism is my self-help, and it has nothing to do with the self. I don't actually believe that human beings are as selfish as we like to make out. We do a lot of selfish things, but we also do a lot of amazing, seriously non-selfish things. We join movements that are advocating for the rights of others. We sign petitions, we stand on picket lines, and we meet in living rooms and basements of each other's houses and come up with plans to change laws and save the world. That's what I discovered through feminism. Um, tonight seems to be a night about great-grandfathers, uh, but according to a lot of scholars who are far more intelligent than me, my great-great-grandpa kind of invented the idea of the self. Uh, I'm not a Sigmund Freud scholar. He was my great-great-grandpa. Um, and in fact, my whole family tries to pretend we're not related to him, uh, <laughs> who because he also thought clitoral Im- orgasms were immature. Uh, but I've recently become more interested in the ways in which his ideas have revoli- revolutionized the ways we think about the self. Sigmund, we call him Sigmund because we're all Freuds, uh, liked to argue that he discovered primitive, sexual and aggressive forces hidden deep inside the minds of all human beings. He thought that inside all of us were dangerous, instinctual drives that proved us to be fundamentally instinct-driven, selfish individuals who were all at the mercy of our inner fears and desires and he he devised a method called psychoanalysis as a way to control these ideas, which I've spent a lot of money on over the last few years. Uh, His ideas have been talked about more than one man's ideas should ever be talked about, Uh, so I'm going to leave my bad Freudian theory there. Uh, But it is hard to deny that his theory of the all-consuming self dominates our world today. Many have argued that it was his understanding of the self that led to the rise of advertising, the nature of politics as we see it today, and the concept of hyper-individualism. And it's pretty undeniable that he helped pioneer many of the ideas that were in these self-help books that I was trying to discover myself through. Um, Sigmund may have believed that all human beings are governed by selfish uh, selfish ideals and selfish desires, but... I also think he was a man uh, and so what he didn't realise is what Audre Lorde so perfectly articulated almost a century after he died, that no woman is free while any woman is unfree, even when her shackles are different from our own. I still believe in therapy uh, and I'm still working on myself and my mind and how it all fits together, but what I don't believe is the only thing that drives humans is our desires or wish to possess a self-actualized individualistic self. I said earlier that I'm a member of Generation Z, and it's something I'm deeply, deeply proud of. When I look at my generation, I see a group of people motivated by collective identity and a collective understanding that to be a human is to be a single dot in a web of women and men, who all possess a right to the fundamental freedoms of humanity. I am selfish. I'm very selfish. I'm selfishly a feminist because feminism gave me a reason to live. Feminism gave me a reason to stay alive. Feminism is my self-help, and I would encourage anyone out there who is sick of reading books about how to become a better you uh, to have a go at picking up a book on how to become a better us.